Hey, hey, y'all, you are listening to Definitely Not For Everyone with your girl, Nicolette. My co-host, Diana, is here with me today. Say what's up, y'all. Hey. What's up, y'all? <laughs> so we are here, that beautiful voice you hear is Sade. Rena? Rena. Renee. Renee. That's even better, That's girl. <laughs> you could have been like a singer, <laughs> performer, like we'll, all we'll the things. <laughs> What she is, though, is a really funny TikToker. You are an author of some steamy, hot literature. Um, and in my opinion, you're like just an all-around badass bitch. Because Diana was telling me some other things, too, that you got going on. And I was like, shit. What I got going yeah. on? What she got going on? <laughs> I read about you. Well, I thought it was wonderful because you also won from your TikTok your TikToks and your uh, Facebook. You are a great supporter of not only women empowerment, which I understand you are the CEO of, I don't want to say it wrong, is it Minx Lit? Yes. Yes. And, and you also, or you have also another uh, organization all about the indies, which I would love to hear more of that. Okay. All right. Well, and well, I love the way you're so supportive of other authors. And I, I love, it's kind of like what we do. And she has, she sits there with another author and they talk about their books and writing. And I think that is so cool how you That's dig so up cool. other, author, other authors and how you support women in general. So I appreciate you and I'm glad you're here to talk about it. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so like we were saying, you know, we can only kind of speak for ourselves, but TikTok, was like a godsend for us when the pandemic hit um, and for a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, and it was really nice seeing people sharing and expressing themselves <laughs> and people are so fucking talented and I would never have found you if it was not for TikTok. I would never be trying to read your books. Um, hate to want you. And oh, Midnight Whisper, girl, I was like, yes. Anyway, um, so I just have you here really in all honesty to just say thank you. Thank you for thank being you. on TikTok. Thank you for being you. Thank you for doing the things that you do. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for, you almost wouldn't have found me on TikTok because I didn't start posting regularly until like December. I wouldn't get off. I was like, I'm too old for that. I'm gonna leave that to the kids. I mean, I'm only 32, but I'm like, oh no, she didn't. That's for the kids. We're not. I'm not gonna get. I'm not dancing on here. I'm not doing this. And then I got bored one day, and I said, let me make a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and I made so it, cool. and it did pretty okay, right? Mm -hmm. And then I did another one, and it went viral, and I was just like, okay, I'm having fun now. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'll keep making TikToks. <laughs> That so is so cool. Usually how um, I begin our conversations is by <laughs> um, defining ourselves. And if you don't feel comfortable defining yourself, which some people don't, like how you're feeling. And I say only today, just because, you know, every day is a different day. Um, I'll start off. I am half Japanese, half Black. Okay. Um, I'm a massage therapist. I'm a mama of two girls. They drive me, <laughs> but I love them. You know what I mean? It's really difficult. I want to beat them because that's how <laughs> I used to get beat with a stick, but I'm not going to do that. We won't even go there. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, I am feeling happy. 
I'm feeling happy and I'm feeling excited um, and I'm feeling thankful because you are here to talk to us today. Um, Sade, you want to go? Or Diana, you want to go? Define yourself, how you feeling Uh, today? It's always the same thing for you. It's always the first thing. I say the same thing because it's the honest, honest truth. I'm cold and I'm tired. That's how I am right now. I am cold. If you felt my fingertips, if you saw that space heater right here, you would know I'm not lying. I am cold. And this girl is always hungry. So that's how I'm feeling today. But I'm also a mom. I'm a wife. I'm also a massage therapist. A mom of three boys. Well, working on it. Three men. uh, Because they're 26, 21, and 14. Okay. So yeah, these are big boys, uh, men. And um, yeah, yeah. So I'm happy and I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> so let's hear about you, mama. Yeah. Um, I'm Shade. I am not a mama. Um, unless you count <laughs> all my mama's kids. Then I'm a mama of five. And you can count my mama too, so my mama was six. Um, <laughs> I am, today I'm particularly actually have more energy than I thought I was going to have today. Nice. Um, nice. I feel really good. I am also cold and tired because it's cold here. Um, yeah. And I've been up since four o'clock this morning. I, oh, oh why you did Man. that? Man. It's Saturday. <laughs> Man. Why you did that? What? It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't. Oh. On, if my body gets up, I just, I just get up with my body. No, so, you got to oh, argue. Wow. You got to argue <laughs> with your body waking you up at four o'clock. I'm the same way. I just get up when my body says get up. No, yeah. y'all crazy. We, <laughs> me and my body, we be having arguments. Um, all right. Anyway, so can we begin with our questions? They're not a lot of questions. They're super basic, like I told you, um, but they're really the things that I really want to know. Okay. So the main thing I want to know is you had mentioned you got six kids basically with your mama. But can you tell us like what your childhood was like? How many, you know, your siblings, your parents, were you were you um, raised by a single mom? You know, was high school horrible like it was for me? Um, all the things. I hated high school. Anyway, go ahead. I, I liked high school a little bit. Okay. Um, so I was actually raised you know, they say a village takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. Um, my mom is a single mom, <clears throat> but I was raised mostly by my grandmother on my dad's side. Mm. Um, I, we're from D.C., uh, lived in the projects, not necessarily the best environment. So we ended up with my grandma when I was about seven. And I stayed with her um, on and off from age seven until I graduated high school. Mm. There were quite a bit of other influential women in my life, which is why I'm so big on up in women. Um, I have a, a godmom who stepped in quite a bit to help out. And then I have an aunt who stepped in quite a bit to help out for a couple of years until I was able to take care of myself. Aww. And um, me and my mom was really close, but again, I, I, I had to grow up with my grandma. She mm-hmm. was a moment, mm-hmm. but we are a big family. Obviously she has six children. Would have been 13 of us, but she has six children. <laughs> Um, <laughs> six children, and then we have another sister on my dad's side um, that we I just reconnected with. So we're, we're we're pretty well, pretty close in terms of with the siblings at least. We do have family members pretty much all over the place. But as far as the kids go, my sister is my sister. You can't tell my mom that's not her daughter, even though it's not her Aww. daughter. <laughs> and her mom, 
her mom is the same way. I'm her daughter. You can't like we're just really close. Um, that's so cool. But we grew up in the hood, so we got funny hood stories. Um, <laughs> and then when I lived with my grandma. When I lived with my grandma, we grew up in the suburb, suburbs. Funny story with that. When I when we first moved to my grandma's house, I was seven. I had never in my life seen a house ever. <laughs> and so, and me and my brother, he was like three at the time, and we was like, we're rich. <laughs> he was like, what? we're rich grandma you know she was like we are not <laughs> you're not the only one i have heard that so many times i'm from the projects in the Bronx, so i understand so much like, in rich. new york yeah she was like no we're not rich and if it wasn't for my yeah. daddy dying, we wouldn't have his house i'm the oldest of all of us so i've essentially had to be mama quite a bit mm-hmm so I have a quick question with that. So did your mom also move in to your grandmama's house Later. when you were seven? No, just me and my brother at first. Okay. Um, by the time my mom had uh, my last, not my last sibling at the time, but her fifth kid, then she moved in. Okay. So like, I know you say that you're close to your mom now. Were you, did that, how did that develop the closeness? Was it always a thing or, cause you know, like you're away from your mom, right? Like it must've been weird. We've been close and we've always had that mama daughter relationship to the mm-hmm. point where, I mean, I'm away from her. Mm-hmm. I grew up with her until I'm seven. So, you know, it was, it's hard for a seven year old to forget that bond that they have with their mom. So we talked every day and then every summer we came back to spend time with her until she was able to get, to get us back again. Right. Um, and then we, we stayed with her for a little while and then we all kind of just split up. And then it ended up being um, me and my mom and my youngest sister at the time mm-hmm. going back to North Carolina with my grandma. And um, because I was with my mom the most, that's why we're so close. And then as mm-hmm. I got older and started working and getting degrees and all that stuff, I've kind of been the, uh, the person that kind of bring everybody back together. So we talk pretty much every day. Um, not right now, she on punishment. But we talk pretty much every day. Uh, <laughs> punishment. <laughs> I like it. I know. <laughs> so then high school happened, college happened. And were you did you always want to be a writer? Yes. A theater girl. When you look like a theater girl. Were you a theater girl? A little bit. Not really. I don't see a theater girl in her. I right see a now. theater girl. I, I don't like people like that. So not that much. <laughs> 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 but I did um I used to want I used to want to do everything anything that deals with the arts mm. and not like yes. I, no. I used to think I could sing yeah all right <laughs> I used to want to be an actress like I for a long time I could recite all the words to love and basketball I don't remember half of them now oh and, my god that's my movie there <laughs> I, 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 I um what was it on demand was it on demand back then Whatever it was, pay per view. Pay per view. Bills so sky high. I got <laughs> trouble by my stepdaddy, and he looked, it was just loving basketball over and over and over. <laughs> he was like, "You can watch something else." Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least have some variety. for just loving basketball over and over. I love that movie. <laughs> I loved it too. And then, uh, Save the Last Dance, my favorite movie of all time. I could recite that entire movie. From beginning to end. Um, when I was uh, 12, we moved back in with my mom in DC and I went to middle school, Charles Hart Middle School in the hood. 
you know, there was this lady named Nancy Schwab. She came from Northwest DC and she created a writing program for um, the kids in Southeast to keep us out of the streets. Because at that time, people were getting killed over sneakers. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really bad. That's when the, uh, the Nike boots and the North Face phase finally hit. Mm-hmm. And so she came mm-hmm. to the neighborhood because mm-hmm. she kind of wanted to give the younger kids something to do other than hanging out on the streets, hanging around with drug dealers. I only joined her class because she had snacks. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an after school program and my friends was going on trips in the middle of the day and they was eating ho-hos and cosmic brownies and I'm like, I want a snack. Give me one. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like you gotta go in the class so I went in the class and she was like you need to write I'm not writing anything was, I was trying to be a badass I wasn't bad at all um, yes. like I'm not writing anything but I wanted that snack though so I wrote and um and she liked my poem I don't remember exactly what it was about but it was essentially about living in the hood and, you know wondering at 12 years old where your life is going to end up because everybody around you is not necessarily the best influence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um I just started going back more. It became like therapy. And I just kept nice. going back and going back. I mean, I, I've been writing since I was old enough to hold a pen, but I really got into writing when I was 12. Wow. Now share with everyone what you write today and how did you get into that particular genre? I write anything romance, uh, I just love love. So anything romance really, but mm. primarily interracial romance because I believe love is love. I date mm-hmm. interracially. Um, my best friend is a white girl. My, like, I, I, I just believe love is love and there's no color when it comes to nurturing that, if that makes sense. Um, yes. so I you just got to find a woke white man. <laughs> yes. Yes. You don't want, I, I was dating somebody this summer who I thought was woke and then the George Floyd stuff popped off and I'm like, I you got prejudice. You ain't unpacked yet, sir. I, yes. Yeah. Wow. It's not gonna wow. Work. No. All girl. right. <laughs> All right. When you hear them say, oh, well, they should have just listened to the police. And then this one, what? Oh, no. Sorry. No, he didn't Bye-bye. say that. He said, I wish more Black people were good like you. He said she was one of the good ones. <laughs> And I'm like, um, no, he didn't. Not really sure what you he mean didn't. by that. Excuse me, sir. He's like, you know, because you're like, you're a go getter. You don't wait for handouts. You don't do this. You don't. Ooh. Do what we're not about to do. Wow. Wow. Is any of that? Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that every race have their, mm-hmm. their, their mm-hmm. whatever right. you want to call it. But mm-hmm. I'm not the one. We ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not. We're not about to bash my people, sir. Mm. Mm. Um, so wait how okay i'm sorry we're going into this but how long <laughs> had you been dating him um we met literally at the start of covid online so we okay. hadn't really like gone out it was all just video okay so we didn't really like okay you didn't give him the punani nani no 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 okay 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 <laughs> so you, good you definitely won't about to get it talking like that like <laughs> okay thank you no just checking <laughs> but, um, but um but yes yeah, so I write primarily interracial romance mostly black women white men and that's typically because a lot of the projects that I have been invited to participate in the theme is black women white men interesting projects um that you was invited into because I know this dude your name was amongst a group in some of the the books yeah. 
that will offer it? Is that like a package and it's different short stories from all those writers? Yes. So um, the one, the two that she mentioned are, these are going to be longer books, but they're, they're what we call anthologies. And so we all, um, we all write a story themed to something mm -hmm. and then we publish it as one big old collection. Um, the two that you mentioned, we're up to be USA Today bestsellers. We got to sell enough books in order to do that but okay. is that why it's 99 yeah 99 we want to get as many people to buy as possible um it's possible to do it at full price but it's a lot easier for people to trust reading brand new authors when it's only 99 cents. that makes a lot of sense okay okay that is a, so where did the the which i loved and the website describes you or your books as sweet dirty romance and my favorite part is hold on I don't want to get it wrong darkest side of romance and I was like darkest side of romance <laughs> sign me up so explain <laughs> that to us please <laughs> where, where is that play in so to your the, writing and your uh, style okay so the sweet dirty and irresistible is my more contemporary romance and for me Contemporary doesn't, so when you think, when you look at romance in this industry, they break it up very hard. So you'll say contemporary, most people, when they think contemporary, when romance, they think white romance, when really contemporary is just anything set in this time. So when I say contemporary, all my books, whether they're interracial, African-American, Caucasian romance, Hispanic romance, they're all considered contemporary because they're- When you throw in urban in your title, I always see with your, it's, it's a contemporary urban. I used That's to say interesting. urban. I used to say urban because I used to write urban fiction when I first started. Mm -hmm. um, my very first two books was Hazard and Dice of the Revenge. They were urban fiction stories. They were street fiction based out of Washington D.C. Um, I don't particularly read the genre anymore. My taste has grown a mm -hmm. lot. I can still write it, but I'm not the writer for that genre. You have to write a certain way. Right. And I don't really write that way. My books didn't do good when I was trying to write. <laughs> okay, okay. That's all right. You got to find what works and keep pushing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, but I was dating a guy who thought he was hood at the time I wrote him. And he was like, good book. I commend you for, you know, writing them, babe. But I can tell you're not about that life. Like, I, can <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. Now, I appreciate that kind of feedback. Right. Then, I'm like, if you do, you you sit down and write a book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love um, that. So, like, I what what that. was it about the like the steamy scenes and the, all of that that made you want to write it? You know what I mean? Like, because you could have romance without it's all of the yeah. So yeah. I I started reading heavily. Um, I've always read, but when I started really getting into fiction, I started with Coldest Winter Ever at 12 years old that is not a book for a 12 year old no. <laughs> um and you know that book was pretty pretty explicit mm -hmm. um and then i got into zane girl here we go yes that zane. is the, that is the thread through all the authors <laughs> it's then like every time zane. we talk to you guys and especially romance or romance authors yeah. you know steamy kind of it's zane zane of course I'm it like, is who else really? is it gonna be Really? Everything. I was in church one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Riley. I'm sorry. That was a serious story. <laughs> it was very serious. You, you caught was, me off guard. Yeah. My grandma made me go to her revival, um, youth revival, and I really wanted to read my book. And this was when I was, that's really all I had was fiction. Because life, while we have a lot of good memories, um, my mom, she did have a drug problem. So that was kind of my escape to just dive into fiction, which is how I got into writing. So that was what I wanted to do. I just didn't want to do anything. I used to get cursed out by my, well, she didn't curse because she was Christian, but she fussed me out. That's right. That's right. Over and over, like, you, all you do is sit there and read. And then when I started writing, all you do is sit there and write. Go outside. Go outside. do something. Yes. But I wanted to read, and she wanted me to go to youth revival. I didn't even go to her church anymore. I went to somebody else's church. But she wanted me to go to youth revival. <laughs> and so I was getting in with my book. I, I put another jacket on it, though. Cause oh, you thank God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Shoot. Was like, I was like, you gonna be that bold? I was wow. waiting for it. I was waiting for her to get kicked out and the book flying. <laughs> she walking and the book falls and there goes something. And I'm saying, my friend was like, what you reading? I was like, dang, be quiet. She was like, no, you didn't. I was like, what mean? She, it, was, it was one of them lock-ins where we had to spend a night. I don't even want to talk to these people, so I got to do something. Lock-ins? Oh, wait. What is a lock-in? You guys never done a lock-in? Well, I don't know if it's every church, but at least at the church in North Carolina, they'll pick one day out of the summer where they lock the kids in. And it's like a overnight like, uh, like Bible study. Mm-hmm. We would bring sleeping bags and we would kind of like have a sleepover with, the, with all the youth in church. Okay. North Carolina too. Yeah, I think that's a South thing. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't leave until the next morning. I mean, your parents would be there. Yeah. So the parents would be off on one side and the kids would be off on the other side. It was one of those youth walk ins. Okay, now. Sorry. is like, okay. Oh my God. So then you read Zane and you was like, this is me. This is when I'm going to. Actually, no, it didn't even work that way, but I started with Zane. So I've always liked the steamy stuff. And then I graduated, and I always say graduated because I feel like the writing style grows. Um, I graduated to Kimberly Lawson Roby with the Curtis Black series. And I read all of them, and I'm like, and I was in the church heavy too. So reading about a pastor doing crazy stuff, I was so into it. And then. <laughs> And then I got back into the urban fiction and I'm reading it. I can write this, but I was still afraid to write sex because I wrote the first book at 16. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. I, I, I wasn't even sexually active, so I wouldn't even know how to, you know, do it. sex until I rewrote the book in 2015 to publish it okay. because I didn't know nothing about no kind That's of That's right. So I, um, and even then my ex was like, you need to write more sex. You need to do this. I'm like, That's not me. I'm here for the story. And he's like, but sex sells. I'm like, I know that, but I want everybody to read my books. I don't want just, you know, grown-ups reading my books. He was like, but sex sells. I'm like, whatever. Fast forward three years, I write for one of the collections, which is the BWWM. There was some sex in it, but not a lot. And then the second one I did, which is my Dirty Calls book, that's like the veil came off my eyes. You went in. I went in, and, and how it came about because I was my friend was telling me her plot, and I saw something on Facebook, and that it just popped in my head, and I started writing it. It was actually chapter two. I started typing it on my phone, and it basically, it's, it's basically the whole book is phone sex, and um, and I, nice. I wrote it, and I'm like, okay, so I went and finished the story to put into this collection, and it ended up being my bestseller. 
the whole series right. of myself for the longest. And when I read back, I was like, I don't know what I was going through <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote this, but it's good, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and it started, I mean, I had already been reading it over and over for a while. So mm-hmm. I think Zane kind of opened up my mind, but I didn't start writing it on that level until Dirty Calls. And I tell people all the time, which I find ways to correlate different things in my life to stuff that people would never understand. When I wrote Dirty Calls, I was highly depressed. Mm. I I mean, highly depressed to the point where I was crying, all kinds of stuff. And Mm. talking to this guy who was in the military at the time. um, And so most of our conversations were all phone. Um, I real life, I cannot do phone sex. I will laugh the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) You can talk to me, but I'm not going to talk to you. (laughs) But um, so we was talking, and he would, you know, say little sexy things or whatever. So I was like, so I just fictionalized um our interaction with each other, and I don't know, it kind of got. I don't know what it was, but it's like, you know, everybody needs an outlet. So some people yeah. who depressed, they might turn to drugs. Other people right. turn to alcohol. Some people eat. Mm-hmm. I, sex was my thing, but I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> so I turned to fictional sex. <laughs> and I, I this, love it. I love it. I wrote it. this book and it, I was like, it's going to be dirty. I ain't never wrote nothing like this before, but it's going to be dirty. And I wrote it. And I had to, I ran out of words. So I had to like cut it off in the cliffhanger and the publisher called me and was like, uh, so when are we going to get the rest? Oh, just nice. I get Very some more. Cool. When I get my rights back, I get some mm-hmm. more. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, girl. But it really started with that. I don't know what it was. I, I really think it was the depression. Um, I want just, you to talk a little bit more about that for me. Okay. Your depression. Um, so apparently according to my therapist i had been depressed for years and just didn't realize that's what it was um but it, it the, the the dam broke in 2018 very end of 2018 i had graduated college <clears throat> broke my foot that same year lost my grandpa and i was the primary care giver for him um and then i moved into this house and that shit was just a whole hot mess it was just a lot going on and while me and my mom are close we still had some things that we struggle with in our relationship most of it codependency on her part um me being the eldest of all of her children I'm the mom literally and so I felt like I didn't have an outlet for myself I didn't I didn't have a life for myself and it all kind of just piled on all at once and I just got into a really really low state to where I just, I couldn't talk to nobody. I couldn't, I mean, I got up and went to work every day because if I didn't, I'll starve, they'll starve. But it was just a very low moment. And instead of writing books about it or whatever, I found something else. And for me, it was sex. I don't know, I was craving sex really hard. Um, but again, I'm not, I don't, I believe in healthy women's sexuality. If she mm-hmm. wants to enjoy herself, by all means, do you boo, just protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just not one of those people. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm too afraid to go out there and just find a little piece of meat for the night. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's right. So I, um, I started writing. I told my therapist, I said, I, I feel like every, every time you turn around, I'm, I don't know why my depression related to being aroused, but I was like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe I'm, it, it's just a drought. It's been that long. I don't know what the fuck is going on, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like I need sex because I don't do drugs. 
I, I do drink, but, and I have started drinking a lot more, which is why I started writing because started writing again, because I was drinking, like I was going through to the point where I get to the liquor store and the man knew how many bottles of wine I wanted. Oh, so um, it was not that bad to the point where I would deem myself an alcoholic, but if the man at the liquor store know my order before I even open my mouth, then it was, <laughs> it was becoming a problem. It's and my therapist would say, um, you're not an alcoholic because alcoholics won't ever say that they're alcoholics. And it's not like you drink the whole bottle in one night, but I have sometimes now. Mm-hmm. But um, so it, it just got pretty bad for me mentally. And um, what helped you come out of that? My mind off it, so I started. It was it right in the book that the got writing. you out of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just got. I just. I was like, I want something that's so against myself because I feel like, especially within the black community, I feel like we women have it hard. There's a lot of things we can't do without being judged and ridiculed. Oh God, so even for if I, real. Even if I wanted to go out and be free sexually, I in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, my grandma's gonna be like, God's gonna strike you down. I'm not even religious anymore, but I still had that in the back of my head. I have friends who look at you when, I, when you say, you know, I don't want a relationship, but I do want somebody that I can have that kind of, you know, connection. Intimacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just gonna be hurt or you're just gonna be this. And I was like, well, I wanna do some big nasty hoe shit, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time I don't really want to do some freaking nasty shit because that comes with pregnancies and diseases and all kinds of other stuff and then ridicule yeah. people and then I was I think we all felt like that in one point <laughs> of my life more than one and then I was mad that if I did the freak nasty shit I was going to be judged by the people mm-hmm. within my community when there's friends that's right that I have that are not in our community that can do all kinds of freak nasty shit and then they get wiped up <laughs> To billionaires and shit and it's like I'm just like I felt bad I felt like I, I had nowhere to go so I said well you know what you know where I can do freak nasty hell shit in my book my so I wrote it and um I don't again I don't know what I was going through but I wrote it it came out great the readers loved it I try to bring the same level of steam but it's kind of hard because every couple that you even if, even though they're fictional they're all different yeah um some things i've written i'm like this this is this sucks and my friend is like no that was hot I'm like, okay <laughs> right everybody like? has their own thing yes <laughs> it's so true it's so true so i have i have two more questions for you i think i think that i might have one or two more too but so what was the moment that you were like I remember you were saying you had already said like why you got into TikTok a little bit, but like, what was going on during that time? Depression. Hmm. Yeah, I was watching TikTok all year long, working, whatever. I made a really risky move last year. Tell me. Because of depression, I quit my accounting job, left my house, moved across the country where I know nobody, no job. I had savings, but it's gone. <laughs> um, and towards the end of the year, it got a little scary in terms of the you know my savings is now gone. My books were doing really good at the beginning of the year, and then I.e. COVID fucks shit up, and um, the sales started to dwindle. So now I'm working extra hard trying to make sure that I can provide for myself because I I've always after I got out of my family's house, I've always taken care of myself. I've never been without a job. Mm-hmm. I've never had to worry about where my rent, how I was going to pay my rent. 
And so it just got pretty dark and I just needed something to keep me from thinking about my current situation. And I'm not a person that I believe in the power of choice. And if you make a decision to do something and it doesn't work out the way you want, then you need to figure out a way to adapt and fix it versus mm-hmm. wallow. Um, and I, I try not to wallow mm-hmm. on things. Mm-hmm. So when I realized that this, this choice wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go, mm-hmm. um, I can either sit in the house and be depressed and start drinking again and all this other stuff, right. or I can take my black hands back to work and figure figure this out. Yeah. Um, granted, I, I start back working on next week, but um, oh, congratulations! Thank you. Um, but I so I went out and I just started hustling so I can make sure that my bills are paid. But I still needed something else that could be an outlet, which right. ended up being TikTok. I was watching all the TikToks and this and that author I follow who started doing TikTok, I don't know her reasoning, but she started doing TikTok and she built up a fan base, which actually helped her raise more money for her writing. And so I was like, well, let me try. And so I got on there and now I like it. I don't even, I check TikTok like religiously at this point, just to see how many people looking at the video, but I don't really do it for potential sales. I just, it's just an outlet. Okay. Like it's something you enjoy. It's like part of your therapy. Yeah. Good. Dance when they, I tell all my people, cut the check. I spent two weeks trying to learn that dance. <laughs> and I still- Show I, your I, post that says I fucking got it or finally, fucking finally, <laughs> something when you finally did it. I was cracking up. Real bad. I was going through depression real bad. And my friend's like, are you writing tonight? No, I'm learning this TikTok dance. <laughs> <laughs> So what's, what's, my last question is this, what, what is next? What is next for you, Sade? Um, hopefully the USA Today bestselling author when, <laughs> when Midnight Whisper releases next month. Um, but it's not, I guess it's more of the same thing and just trying to figure out another way to continue growing everything that I've fallen in love with over the years. Writing is never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Now that it's a job, it's a little more of a string. Hmm. Um, than anything I used to write all day in day about anything and now I have days where it's like I just can't get the words out because yeah. of the pressure of getting the books out but that's never gonna stop I have like three pen names so it's never gonna stop I was gonna ask you that I was gonna ask you did you have more than one pen name I do so Sade Renee is uh, the name that I've always said I was gonna write under mm-hmm. um, whenever I start but um then I have S Renee which is this is touching on your second question um, it's the uh, the darker side of romance. And so I don't know if you, do you read dark romance? My mother might be listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> not me, Missy. Just in case my sons hear this, not their mommy. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, so S. Renee is just a variation of my name so instead of Sade Renee that was. so that readers who because I, I don't have any dark titles yet except for She's With Me which is a, um, a dark female female romance um, I yes. did see I just that saw one. it I yes I, I know I, I know you can get it free if you download you the newsletter yes um, if you just sign up you can you'll download the book before you get added to my newsletter because I have to do it manually but it is a freebie because uh, Hate to Want You is going to be essentially book two. So we have another box that mm-hmm. single sheets. Mm-hmm. And 
book one in that series is going to be in Tangle Sheets, and then book two will be in Hate to Want You. Um, okay. And so me and my best friend, we are writing this brand new world together, and together we have no following. Separately, we have our own following, but together we don't. So we wrote She's With Me to kind of introduce readers to how we would be writing the together. collab. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw your names together in the list mm-hmm. and I was like, is that her partner in, yeah. in this? For those, and, two okay. projects, um, for those two projects, it's uh, me and her together writing okay. in our Sokonia Brothers series, which is a mafia series. Um, <laughs> it's a family. I like family. that. It's a family of eight. The girl is the only, and she's with me. She's the only female out of the entire family. Um, they're a dysfunctional bunch. None of them look alike because they're not blood related. Um, the dad is an Italian man who grew up poor and in the hood and in the foster care. And so he took in all these kids. And that sounds good. I know. I know. Some of them are white. Some of them are black. Some of them are biracial. Some are Hispanic. But he raised them as his. And because he's a crime boss, they all just fucked up. So, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it too. I that do, sounds right? real good. I yes. Know. Yes. Yay. So, um, him. it's mostly about the kids, but mm-hmm. we, we might write a story about the dad. The backstory. Yeah, we might. I like that. that is so cool. It's more sexual than anything else, but if we do introduce you to like the dysfunction of the family. Um, I don't know what I was, I'm not a lesbian. But I don't know what I was going through when I wrote <laughs> The people who read it was like, girl, this was- <laughs> you got to tell us. <laughs> we got to try this. <laughs> and no, you could do that with your leg. Okay. <laughs> this is pretty good. I like it. <laughs> She's married to a man. And I've never even kissed a female. So it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I mean. Love is love, right? Yes, That's love right. is love. That's All right, right, so I think we're going to end it there. But Di, did you have any more questions? Yeah, I just wanted you to touch on the other two uh, projects you were involved in outside of your writing. You said you was into, do uh, you have these two, is it organizations or? Of oh, Minxlet and, um, and All About the Indies. And All, All about, about the Indies. Yes, All About the Indies is my baby. Um, it's the first project that I put together depression um i needed something. <laughs> that's right that's right that's right i needed something to do um at the time uh my ex was in prison and i needed something to keep my mind off of him being away so i created this book signing to bring um to bring opportunities for readers in dc to find new authors and i mean i i don't i don't seclude traditionally published authors but it's hard for indie authors, and I'm indie, I self-publish. So it's hard for us to find these opportunities that's not hella expensive mm-hmm. and already filled up because a lot of these events, is they've gotten to the point now where they're invite only. Mm-hmm. And so unless you're a big name wow. and making a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even get an opportunity to be on the roster wow. or um, you find out about it late because they invite the ones they want first. And if they fill out, then you never find out about it. Wow. And so I wanted to create one and I did. It opened in 2017. I did mm-hmm. really good my very first year um, in terms of getting, I don't do it for profit. It's literally 
just a passion project. Mm-hmm. Nice. All the money raised goes into hosting it. Granted, all the, like we, we wanted to be free for the readers, so everybody, all the authors who are participating, we pay for it. Wow. Um, so I don't do it for profit, but I do pay my part, just like the other authors. Place for readers to come and then they can hopefully make their money back from book sales. Um, because there's a lot of events that I want to go to that I like to buy books. I don't want to spend my money on a, a seventy, eighty, hundred dollar ticket when I could have just I could have bought eighty books. Probably not. Right. <laughs> Close to it though. Eight books. We got your math. We got your math. I was counting with you. I was Understood. like, <laughs> wait, was it was a pen? Eighty books. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted, yes, I dig it though. I wanted to keep it free. The second year, I did charge, but only five dollars, and it went towards a raffle. And so, at the end, their their money got them something if That's they won. Yeah. Um, we didn't do it last year because well, the year before that, we had to cancel because my mom had a stroke. And then um, last year we canceled because of COVID. COVID. I don't think I'm going to host this year because I am high risk. Mm. Um, And again, germaphobe. So being around all those people is just something that I'm going to do. So we're not Mm -hmm. having it this year. Right. But we would have been in our third year if I didn't have to cancel it last year. Yeah. Uh, But it's it's literally, it's just a book signing um, for me to connect with other authors and for us to bring those opportunities for readers to come and have something to do. So for our listeners, how can they find you in all the platforms? Um, I am Sade Renee writes everywhere. I think Twitter is Sade Renee underscore author. Um, But Sade Renee writes everywhere. My website is SadeRenee.com, which is S-A-D-E-R-E-N-A.com. I'm primarily on TikTok now. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, (laughs) <laughs> I used to be on Instagram. I go through phases, so we'll see how long TikTok lasts. Um, okay. I used to be on Instagram religiously, and I am on Facebook more personally than I am mm-hmm. uh, the side of things because people on Facebook can get kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I just don't TikTok because TikTok is positive. Granted, there's some yeah. there's some trolls on there, but most True. people are positive. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. And then we can buy your books at. You can buy my books. Pretty much all my books are on Amazon. One book mm-hmm. right now is Wide, which means it's available on all retailers. And that's Dirty Calls. Um, but um, everywhere on Amazon, just type in Shade Renee and you'll find a list of all my books. Um, and then the last one, Minx Lit, was a box set that I started um, okay. in 2017, right after the, the first event for All About the Indies. I dived into Minx Lit because I needed something to do. And it's essentially, mm-hmm. it was a, I don't run it right now, but um, I may go back into it. It's a subscription box, mostly for women who wanted to run some sort of business. So my goal is to try to foster empowerment. And so I would find books. One month we'll have a book that's focused on helping you grow your business. Um, because I'm an author, a lot of them were author focused. Most mm-hmm. of my client, most of my, my subscribers were authors. Mm-hmm. And then the other month, it'll be like a self-help book something that they can read to kind of refuel their soul. Um, and then they get little trinkets that I would give, either pens, coffee mugs, tea, things that kind of help them relax. Um, I might be starting the box. I think that is so freaking awesome. Yeah. That is so, so cool. So Oprah-esque. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get the book and the tea. Yes. I love it. 
Mostly I, I write now, though. I don't have time. I think that is such a cool idea. Yeah, I hope I you so start too. it again. Yeah. I do hope you start that again, too. Um, all right. To my listeners, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate y'all so much. Sade, you are a fucking amazing girl. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep watching you it. on TikTok. You need to come back onto the show. Maybe we could talk about like other things aside from, you know, like Be topics fun. and shit. I appreciate that. Thank Be you fun. so much. Um, <laughs> and uh, we are out. Say bye. Bye. Bye.